Hello, Fangirl Nation. Welcome to another episode of Fangirl Talk. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, Tracy. I'm doing well. Good, good, good. I'm excited. We have a great guest today. I want to welcome Courtney Fallon, our resident guest NFL reporter today. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a great day to be a fangirl and a sports fan. Lot to talk about. It is always a great day to be a fangirl and a sports fan. It's a better day today. I like that. I think that's, I'm going to start waking up in the morning and saying it's a great day to be a fangirl. It's like, it's positive affirmation. Listen, you look at yourself, you wake up, you have your coffee, you look at yourself in the mirror, you say, I am beautiful. I am great. I am a great fangirl. You know, it's a great, great fangirl. Day. I like that. We'll make that the fangirl morning mantra. I'm super into Print the merch. Uh, <laughs> the t-shirts. <laughs> Perfect. Great day to be a fangirl. Um, and it actually is a great day to be a fangirl because we have lots to talk about. Um, obviously, the NBA season is in full swing. The playoffs start in about a month. Uh, but we are coming off the NFL Combine. Next week, the league year – well, not next week, I guess. Like, we have March 13th. So, yeah, next week, the league year officially begins. Uh, free agency is upon us. And then it's the draft. And then before you know it, it's football season. So, it comes at you pretty fast. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the combine and then, you know, free agency coming up next week. A lot of big stories, probably the biggest one at the moment, or one of the biggest ones, is it looks like Nick Foles is going to end up a Jacksonville Jaguar. Stephanie, you are Jaguar's fangirl, so this is a perfect start. Um, Courtney would love to hear your thoughts on, on how you think that's going to go down, and then Steph would love for you to talk a little bit about how you think he'll fit in with your team. All right. Well, obviously, Nick Foles, um, we thought possibly he could he could be leaving last year after he dethroned Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, the heroics. And I think everyone understands what's going on with the Eagles. Um, he's a legend in Philly. And I think that the Eagles lucked out this year that they did keep him under Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz got hurt. Uh, Nick Foles showed once again that he is a system number one QB. Uh, it's always very valuable, as sure as Tracy knows, to have a backup quarterback because you know anything can happen in this league. But I think it is about time that Nick Foles gets his own due, gets his big-time contracts because he is worth all the money in the world. And uh, some of his old coaches down in Jacksonville, uh, there was a story that was leaked in, in the Philly uh, local Philly newspaper that he was going to sign with the Jaguars, and I think that's perfect. Um, I, I think that's, I think it's going to be the perfect situation. I think that Blake Bortles has been regressing for many years now. Um, God love him. Uh, it just hasn't worked out for them. They've stuck with him for a little bit, but Jacksonville and Tom Coughlin behind that defense, they have really, I would love to get your thoughts on what you think about the defense, but I think that they have really put the pieces in Jacksonville, uh, together to make that a perfect team. They lost to the Patriots a couple years ago in the playoffs, and all they need is a top quarterback. And this would be the perfect fit for Jacksonville to finally get them into the postseason and actually just get them, uh, you know, really in the discussion as one of the top teams in the AFC because there's certainly just a couple of teams, Patriots, the Steelers, that have just been dominating for a while. So, Stephanie, I would love to hear your thoughts on how you think that in specifically in the division in the AFC South, how they will compete with the Texans and, and what you think this uh, getting a, a top quarterback could impact. 
Well, I obviously I think it's going to be huge. Um, Nick Foles obviously is going to be a big step up from Blake Bortles, and you know Blake Bortles had some good games in there that you know were you know competent. You know you can't you can't underestimate what he did do uh, not last year but the year before, and then he had some really good games. I mean, um, he completely decimated the Patriots earlier in the year. And to see that the Patriots come back and win the Super Bowl is really a testament about, I think, the injuries that were sustained all the way around on the Jaguars. Um, they basically lost three of their O-line, you know, offensive line. And they still were able to compete. Yes, they had a terrible season. Yes, they lost a lot of games. But the total amount of points that the, they lost all those games by with like under 20 points. So they still kept it close and they were rife with injuries. So I think that if you get somebody like Nick Foles who can lead the team and you get all these guys back from their injuries healthy, and of course that Dominic defense, I think they're really going to be someone to reckon with, not just in the South, but I think in the conference completely. All right, we'll see. And I love when you called when you said Blake Bortles had some games where he was competent, just for how every quarterback absolutely wants to be described. He was competent. Might have not might have been well below a hundred, but it was decent. Yeah, so it might have been so I think he had moment I think he did have moments of competence, but yes, this he's certainly regressed. I think it's a great move for the Jaguars. It should make you know, a very big difference for them. I mean, he won't have Zach Ertz to throw to um, and he won't have some of those receivers, but I think he is going to make a huge difference having a solid quarterback to compliment Leonard Fournette and that defense, um, assuming that that defense can kind of get its mojo back, I think will really help um, that team. So I think all of a sudden the Jaguars, once again, will be a team to be reckoned with. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, but we'll see. And then of course the trade actually has to go through and I'm sure it will, but it's so always funny at this time of year, all the, you know, the talks of the trades and this and that. And then of course they actually have to go through, but this is one that looks like, um, like it will in fact happen. So it'll be exciting to see what's going on next week. Of course, other big news, uh, that has been going on now for a couple of months is the AB news, Anthony Brown. He wants, I'm sorry, Antonio Brown. I'm sure Anthony's happy where he is. Um, Antonio, Brown, <laughs> Antonio Brown wants out of Pittsburgh. Um, there has, of course, been talk about him going to the 49ers, mainly a lot of social media talk. Um, but, Courtney, you think that for sure is going to happen. I am not so sure it's going to happen, but I will start with you. Um, I absolutely think that this, you know, this whole media sandstorm that he has created, I mean, he's doing – live he's doing live like tiktok videos from some some random house in miami why he's been spending the last i don't know month and a half in miami and charging people five hundred dollars to send them a happy birthday wish listen antonio you're gonna make plenty of money in free agency i don't really know it's just it's one of those like very odd behaviors you know fall off the reservation kind of things but uh it clearly he got a whiff of whatever Le'Veon Bell was doing in the off season. Le'Veon Bell obviously clearly sat out the entire season, was unhappy about his contract situation, uh, did not sign his franchise tender. And, you know, and apparently Antonio believes that, Hey, you know, maybe if you stomp and kick and act like a five-year-old, you can also get out of your team and, and <laughs> kind of set for greener pastures. Um, I do absolutely believe that, 
there is no option here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There, the the amount of stories that I've heard coming out of Pittsburgh uh, about all the all the contract situations there, how unhappy Ben is. Ben wants both of those guys gone. Antonio clearly wants to set himself up to say, "I'm going to go to a different team." I think he's made his given his owner no choice but to wake up and to trade him. And I really think that that he's going to head over to the AFC West, either the Oakland Raiders or Tracy Year, San Francisco 49ers. There was a lot of talk earlier in the year when this started to rumble and started to begin a little bit about him going to the 49ers. Uh, you know, it's a perfect situation there for him. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, you know, in his, his second and third year, coming off of that injury, but he's going to be full tilt and very healthy. Um, and he's talked to Joe Montana a few times about it. And I think that he would be a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, you know, that team is really ready to take off with George Kittle, uh, lining up for Jimmy G. I could see AB heading out to one of two NFC West teams. Tracy, I don't know if this is going to make you happy, but I see Antonio Brown landing with the San Francisco 49ers. There were a lot of murmurs about him heading out West. Um, when this first started, that he would love to be a 49er. I think that this is a fantastic fit in the 49ers system. Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant offensive mind. I think with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019, seeing AB lined up there next to George Kittle, um, it would be a perfect fit. Uh, don't forget about Jarek McKinnon. And I, I, I think that that could really turn their offense into an explosive juggernaut. Um, you obviously can't rule out the other NFC West team that the, the Oakland Raiders um, because well they're well Raiders the Raiders are AFC West so it would be it's just a matter of if he's going to end up in the Bay um, which will be you know interesting to see when you bring up a lot you know good points on the Niners it will be interesting to see it's been a lot of social media back and forth it's been a lot of you know Jerry Rice's tweet about it George Kittle's tweet about it Antonio Brown of course is, has done a, a lot of uh, talking and tweeting about it it will be interesting to see what I think would potentially give the 49ers some pause is you talked a lot about the stomping his foot. And I think that is, seems to be working and that seems to be an issue in Pittsburgh. It's he and Le'Veon Bell have been unhappy and are like, you're going to have to give me what I want, which, you know, brings up a lot of things of what is going on in Pittsburgh, but he's been, you know, he's been calling out Ben Roethlisberger. I just think the 49ers might be slightly gun shy um, about someone with, all of this kind of off-field hoopla around him. Um, I don't think they want him calling out Jimmy G in the middle of the season. Um, and I'm not saying he would, but, you know, the behavior is there. I think that would be the only thing that could keep him out of San Francisco. Obviously, he would upgrade that receiving core by a gazillion. Um, there's also been talks like could the 49ers trade with the Giants to get Odell, who is, you know, about five years younger than AB. Um, they'd probably have to give up their number two draft pick, but would it be worth it? You know, I think right now it probably actually would be worth it. There are not a lot of Odell Beckhams, but um, AB may be a more likely scenario. I just think it's going to be a little bit of the personality and off-field stuff if they feel like it's going to create any issues in the locker room. They're very careful about that right now. Um, but obviously he would upgrade like I said that wide receiver core and as you said just by so much you have a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo you have a healthy Jarek McKinnon George Kittle is just nowhere to go but up 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 the man is incredible he had an incredible second year and I think that's just going to continue I don't think that that's going to stop or be stagnant 
um, especially with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo playing 16 games. I mean, George Kittle was that incredible with three different quarterbacks. Uh, one of those quarterbacks started the season of the practice squad. So I think that says something pretty incredible about uh, the young tight end. Um, so that's pretty amazing. Um, and it's taking nothing away from Nick Mullins, who I think filled in beautifully, but I'm just saying. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see. I think that that's going to be one of the bigger stories next week, obviously Nick Foles. And then where does AB go? Um, but yes, he would upgrade that 49ers offense tremendously. So it will be kind of interesting to see, but then you were, Courtney, you said you're also hearing he may potentially go to the Raiders across, uh, across. The yeah. Bay. I think, um, I think, I think John now, Gruden, before. listen, I worked with Mike Mayock for many years. I think Mike Mayock is one of the most brilliant minds, football minds. I can remember times when I would cover what I'd be working for NFL network for the draft. Um, and I would sneak over and I would, I would grab a hold of his first round uh, draft card. And he, when I looked at it after the first draft of the night one results, I mean, he landed every single player to the, to the team minus three of them. I mean, he, he was, he was 28 out of 32. And uh, in terms of nailing and predicting, wow. he's brilliant. Um, and the fact that the Raiders got such a nice mind in, in Mike Mayock, I, you know, I, I really hope that John Gruden can take a back seat and understand that he had, he got what he wanted. He got Reggie McKenzie out of, you know, out of the building. I hope Mayock has the reins in terms of picking talent. But the reason I'm picking, I'm, I'm mentioning that AB could be going to John Gruden because John Gruden loves the big and the flashy. Um, he doesn't necessarily care so much about character issues, as you were mentioning, what might be a disruptor for him to go to the 49ers. Um, you always have to keep the Raiders in the conversation when it talks about big time loudmouth receivers because John Gruden's John Gruden's going to always put his hat in the ring for those guys. Steph, you obviously covered the Jaguars, but you've been a lifelong 49ers fan. Uh, what are your thoughts on AB in San Francisco? I, you know, I think it's obviously a, a possibility. I don't think that they're going to take their name out of the hat quite yet. Um, I do think that the only thing would be is if they can actually, you know, strike a deal, how's the rapport with them. If he gets along with Kyle Shanahan, if he feels that he can control him, I think it's an absolute go. Um, but, you know, you don't know that. You don't know how that dynamic's going. Um, the Raiders, I know they're in some cap space, you know, conundrums, I guess. And that's one of the reasons that they let go of Mac. So I don't really see in that, in that aspect, I don't see them willing to give the big money to another when they weren't able to, you know, keep the best defensive player in the league, you know? So I, I just, I, I have trouble seeing them throwing money at, at AB, but you know, you, you never know. I mean, I've seen stranger things. So, Well, this is the yes. NFL. So they're strange. <laughs> always can and always will happen. Just watch. He'll end up in like, he'll end up in knows. green day. He'll end up like a Brown. I mean, you know, he'll end up in green day and Aaron Rodgers. He and Aaron Rodgers will, will sit in the, in a cold tub and cry about how bad Mike McCarthy was and how happy they are. Yeah. That's exactly what. Yeah. That'll be basically enough. So you just you never know. But I think um, next week will be an interesting week. And it, I always it's like amazing the the league year. It's almost a tease how it starts on March 13th, but then yes. there's no football um, yeah. for several months after. 
Um, but uh, it all begins, so it'll be fun to see. Let's switch gears a little bit um, over to the NBA. Um, the Lakers are a disaster. Steph, we talked a little bit about this uh, a couple weeks ago, but they are a, it is, it's official. <laughs> They're a full on disaster. Um, Steph, what happened? You know, I think that they came in really, um, you know, you know, of course, LeBron James is LeBron James and he does LeBron James things. So, you know, he's always going to fly around and be just amazing. But he also had a bunch of younger kids and some he had there's some vets in there, you know, with Rondo and but they just can't seem to make it happen if it's the system. And I know there's been some talk about Luke Walton um, and, you know, I sort of think it's a little bit of a cop out because a lot of players, even on the Lakers, they performed better without LeBron James. Um, so there's some things to be said. I don't know if it's jiving. Absolutely. But the Lakers have gone basically, I think it was like what I read was 16 and 14 against teams that are under 500 in the season. Those are the teams you have to beat to make the playoffs. So this is just basic thing. Now they're fighting for a postseason berth, but they actually hold the like worst mark against the sub 500 opponents. So just seeing that, you know, it just doesn't give you much hope to think that they're going to, if even if they did make it, I, they're going to be a, a one and out, you know, kind of a thing. And, it, you know, I think LeBron-led squads have typically um, had lesser of a challenge, but now the NBA is starting to get better. I mean, you have the Raptors, you have you know, the Sixers, you have um, the Celtics and all these young kids are finding their own and they're getting behind some really good vets. And I'm not sure we can really think that LeBron's necessarily the leader we thought he was. And if he's, you know, and I also don't think he plays defense. So that's just my little shot against LeBron. He definitely but does not. <laughs> he did when he was younger. That's not, not necessarily yeah. what LeBron does. And yeah. I think LeBron in the past, hasn't had to. I mean, this is really the first LeBron team where, you know, he doesn't have, he has a lot of youth around him, and I think he's got a lot of potential around him, but he doesn't have another star around him. Yeah. Um, and we are seeing how that goes, which is not necessarily I, I think on Tracy, LeBron. I mean, yeah, that's just has another star how around. it all played out. Um, and then continue. I continue. You cut out. I'm sorry, what, Courtney? So continue. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I just think that that's, you know, kind of the way that it's worked out um, for LeBron on this team. And I don't know, they seem to have also really faltered after yes. all the Anthony Davis trade rumors. And I think it probably affected the young guys when you have oh, a yeah. lot of young guys and they're seeing every day that every one of them is willing to be traded are not as willing to be, they're not willing, but every one of them is like up for grabs and that they're willing to, that the Lakers are willing to pretty much trade the team for one other player. I think it really, I think it was, you know, I think it has an effect and it is disheartening, especially when you came to the season, probably thinking like we have LeBron James and, you know, it's going to change everything, yeah. but then all of a sudden all of them are dispensable. Um, so I think it seems to have obviously really affected the team because they've, because they've been pretty much a mess um, since that I, happened. I think, I think that the wheels started falling off, as you mentioned. I was going to say, right when they, they tried to trade for Anthony Davis, and I, those rumors came out, and whether the forty whether the, the New Orleans Pelicans were actually just playing with Jeannie Boss and the Lakers, 
um, just kind of did magic just to kind of play, you know, to, to kind of embarrass them. But they were pretty open about trading the entire team for Anthony Davis, and then they pulled the rug underneath them. Um, and it started with really was a, a big black eye on LeBron James to say, hey, listen, like, I'm controlling this team. I want all of these fools gone. Um, you know, and, and this is, and this is why I run the show here. I mean, but listen, this is why you, you mentioned that. I mean, listen, I I do, I covered LeBron for three years in Miami. I loved the NBA back then, but when you started to become build up these superpower teams and everyone was going to drink wine on a banana boat in the Bahamas and say, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to join together. Hey, I want you on this team. I just, this is, this is the part of the NBA that really just kind of loses my interest. I'm a big LeBron fan, but I am not a big LeBron fan of what he has been doing, at least recently, completely alienating himself from his teammates, sitting on the bench miles away from them, pouting, and not only just not playing defense and not showing up, and every day it seems like there's a blame game. It's a LeBron blames this, LeBron blames that. He's going to throw a hissy fit. Um, But he's, uh, you know, his otherwise on social media, I mean, he's dancing around in in his house chugging bottles of wine you know, getting drunk in a mirror and being like, you know, dancing to like, you know, I'm going to buy some diamonds today. I mean, like, I, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of looking on his social media and, and seeing that he really doesn't care because that's really how it's reflecting on, on, on the, on the basketball court. And I feel bad for Lakers fans. There was a lot of promise. Hey, I was super excited when I saw that LeBron was coming to LA. I said, Hey, you know, maybe, I might go to a Laker game and root for the Lakers. I grew up in Boston. I will never root for the Lakers, but I support the local team. I'm kind of a Clippers girl, you know? I will never listen. I I, I bleed the green. Um, I support them. I support LeBron. I feel bad for what's going on here because tr- truthfully and honestly, it's only going to get worse. And unless you get, you know, then you have like Lonzo Ball situation. I, I well, Tracy, I want to I want to pose this to you and Stephanie. Um, do you find it very interesting that all of a sudden Lonzo um, Labar Ball kept like kept very quiet for the first I don't know eight months since LeBron has come here suddenly just silenced? Um, there is kind of like a, a stay woke idea that uh, that he's been paid by LeBron to, to keep quiet, and then all of a sudden um, Labar Ball back on back on all the talk show circuits. Um, what, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on, on, on Lonzo Ball's future, the Lakers, and like how that will affect, um, that will affect LeBron staying here or the Lakers or what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't think you can have, you can't have two LeBrons on a team. Um, and I'm not at all saying no. that Lonzo has been <laughs> close to LeBron in terms of talent, but you can't, I don't know. It will be interesting to see. I mean, there's, you know, there's been a lot of hoopla around him. Of course, you know, his father, as you've said, is very, very outspoken. Whether or not LeBron's paying his father, that I have zero knowledge of or could even, like, speak to because I literally have no idea whatsoever. Um, But I think it will be interesting to see. I mean, I think there's going to be a competing for attention. um, And I think right now LeBron James is going to always win that battle. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen generally with that team. I think there's a lot of things that are going to have to change. Um, LeBron's not going anywhere. LeBron's LeBron. So he will run the show. Um, I think Steph, you mentioned, of course, there's the talk of Luke Walton getting fired. I kind of feel that that is unfair uh, at this juncture. Not that this is a fair business, but 
I do think it's a little bit unfair and stuff. I'd like you to talk a little more about that because, of course, he came from your Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know what Lonzo's future is on the team. I'm not sure, but uh, to be honest with you, it's not just Lonzo. I think, like, I don't know what any of their futures are on this team Well, because – you know, go for it, Steph. Well, I mean, I, I'm one of the, I, I mean, I was not a big Lonzo fan, but I do think he works really well, you know, as a guard um, on the Lakers. I think he's a good system player. I think he's trying to do what Luke wants him to do. Um, whether or not they get along, I have no clue. I don't, I don't have the a clue either about what, why all of a sudden, um, his father's talking again. I do know he was overseas with his two younger brothers for the majority of the season, trying to get them on professional basketball teams to get something going since um, the younger one, I can't remember Mello. his name, wasn't drafted. So I I think that, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, 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 I have no idea, but I'm sort of glad that I haven't heard anything until late. But I, I and I think you know, yeah. when I saw... Um, it was just the other day when I watched the game um, with the Lakers, you know, um, Ingram had a game. And so I think a lot of these younger players have found a new confidence being like, hey, I'm going to be traded. You want to trade me? I'm going to show up right now and I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to necessarily do LeBron's thing. I'm not going to play for LeBron anymore. I'm going to play for myself because if I get traded, I'm going to show you know, the NBA, what I can do. And he had a game. And then the next game against the Suns and LeBron was playing, they completely like just whiffed. And I've never seen a basketball team look so terrible. And um, I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, for the hardcore Laker fans, like, I'm really sorry. But for the Warriors fan in me, I was cracking up because we have a beat out <laughs> So I was happy, but I do want the Lakers to be good again. I think it helps the NBA. I think, um, you know, it's just, I'm ready for them to be good again because it was just such a fun time when they were good because everyone wanted to beat the Lakers. So I, I wanted them to be competitive. I said that in the beginning of the season. So I'm a little bit let down by the Lakers as well, but I think, I think they, you know, if they figure this out, but I just I'm I'm a little over the fact that LeBron had to do it his way. LeBron always you know, I think that there's other ways to win. Yeah, there's other ways to win. So Um that's true. But it is it is LeBron and that will probably that's probably not changing the rest. I, I will I'll finish I'll finish this 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 conversation by saying I was listening to um Dennis Rodman on uh, the part of my take Barstool podcast. I think they have incredible interviews and Dennis Rodman was saying, making just a mention about, you know, LeBron versus MJ. That's the ongoing situation uh, conversation. Um, and he was saying that he's like, listen, like LeBron is, I mean, he's soiling himself. His legacy is, is being imprinted right now. And uh, you know, LeBron, as you mentioned, doesn't play defense. He's like, MJ never, never didn't play defense. You know, Michael Jordan, Never, never, you know, threw a hissy fit, never really cared. It was all about basketball to him. And I think that this is whatever is going to happen from this situation, whether he is going to get his coach fired, whether he's going to get his own new team, whether he's going to leave the Lakers altogether. I think that this is deeply impacting his legacy down the line um, because this is this behavior is not any behavior to, you know, of a champion, especially when you're comparing 
the legacies of Michael Jordan. Well, and we, we talked actually last week about, and I think it's worth repeating, that one of the things that made Michael Jordan so great, aside from the fact that obviously he was a tremendous, tremendous talent, is that he made the people around him better. And yes. we're not seeing yeah. that right now with LeBron. Um, and that is, I think that is, you know, a big thing in the conversation of the greatest of all time. Do you make the people around you better? And, you know, I think that's true of Tom Brady. Sorry, Steph, I know it's not your favorite, but Courtney, I know you're all, all four minutes, all in agreement on that one. Um, but I think that's really true. When you look at greatest of all time, it's not just about that player. It's what do they do for their team around them? Yeah, and exactly. you know, bringing in, in championships, and that I think is what is one of the things that makes one the goat. Um, so, those are our thoughts on that. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I I had a pleasure. It's you know, again, as we we started the podcast, we end the podcast. It was a, a great day to be a fangirl. It's a great day to join the fangirls. The top yes, of the sports in the morning. It's a great day to be. It makes you think of Jerry Maguire right? when how his boss would wake up and say, "I love waking up in the morning. Today is going to be a great day," and that is going to be the new fangirl mantra. I I, I, listen, listen, Tracy. If you want me to start, you know, just designing T-shirts, you know, the Sundays are for the girls T-shirts are some of the most comfortable shirts I've ever worn. It is one of my favorites. I'm going to make a shirt that says it's a great day to be a fangirl. Maybe, maybe print your face on it. That, that would be that's great. Let's do that. I think that would be just fantastic. Thanks, Courtney. You guys, this was a really productive podcast. <laughs> All kinds of things were worked out. Um, thank you, Steph. Thank you, Courtney. And we will talk to you next week, Fangirl Nation. Bye, everybody. Bye.